Hello, listening people. Hello. Hello, Bartek. How are you doing? That's me, Bartek, and I'm doing well. How are you, you person named Ryan? I am doing pretty well myself. I am here to talk to you, so it's a pleasant day indeed. We meet up once a week. We didn't last do the week, podcast we? well. Let's address that right now. We're Polish, and we have Lent, and that means giving up podcasting for a week. Hmm. Don't and and if you ever say to us, well, there's many other times that you've given it up for a week or two. Well, guess what? Polish Lent, it's fluid. It can it lands on many different times. Hmm. So take that. But also, it happened to also be Easter last weekend. So you know, when Lent doubled is, up, yeah, yeah, when normal Lent is. Well, yeah, normally normal Lent ends yes. on Easter. It's like and the we celebration, start, the end of, and the we season. start. So there you go. And then on Easter Monday, the Poles do Schmingus Dingus. <laughs> Could you please explain <laughs> Schmingus Dingus again? Um, I, I don't know the origin story, but the modern day celebration of Schmingus Dingus is that on Easter Monday. I sometimes get it mixed up if it's the Tuesday or the Monday, but I'm pretty sure it's Easter Monday. Mm. Polish people splash water on each other. <laughs> I don't know why. I've forgotten why, but... <laughs> well, they saw some five-year-olds yeah. throwing I, I, it at each other and said, that should be a religious thing. Yeah. I, I, can, I don't think I'll ever forget one time when my dad woke me up with... And I don't know if this is like my childhood memory being exaggerated, but I swear it was like a bucket of water. And then he yelled at you, Schmingle Dingus! <laughs> Probably did. And then ran away and you tried to get him, but he couldn't be got. Uh, so we are here to talk about movies and movies that are recommended. Bartek is the one that recommend the movie this time. Next time it will be me. And then after that, you, the listening people, Next can... time? I think end of this episode, right? Well, th- that's what I mean. Like <laughs> The next episode is my recommendation. And then the one after that is the listening people's. So at the end of this discussion, I will say, I'm recommending blah. But today... We are getting the recommendation that you bestowed upon us previously. So what did you bring to the table this time? I brought to our post-Easter dinner table a (laughs) 2009 Bollywood film because I pick one every year. Mm. Um, This time I have gone with Bilu, previously called Ryan got upset at me for saying the old title beforehand, so I don't know if I should. Should I? Look, look, look. I'll put my scissors down. (laughs) You can tell me (laughs) the It used to be called... Bilu Barber. No! <laughs> Roll more ass in that. Please. Barber. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, your middle uh, name doesn't have an ass. You can add one if name. you want. Joseph. <laughs> I like you added it at the start jo- instead of Joseph. In the middle. There you go. That sounds so much better. It sounds natural. Joseph. And you can add it to your own names. Go on. Artomie Piotr Kaspersen does have an R. You have an R. But it does, you don't pronounce the R, though. But you will now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how in SH names, you don't pronounce the A. You just go sh. sh well, that's sh. Yeah, sh. Sh. So, so you re- recommended Bilu, Bilu. Who is, which is a person in this movie. But uh, for everyone out there, we recommend you find a copy of this. For us in Australia, it is available on Netflix. This is an Indian movie. Now, is this a Bollywood movie? Yes. Yes. And uh, who's the lead actor? Uh, our lead actor is Irfan Khan. Irfan Khan. The iconic, one of the greats. Uh, one of the f- one of the ones that uh, made it over into Hollywood as well. He mm-hmm. lived in both worlds. I have some information and f- uh, trivia about that or some interesting insights that I was managed to pick up. But... Uh, if you had to break down the story for somebody who didn't know anything about this movie, if you wanted to tempt somebody to watch this, how would you go about that? What would you say to that person? So the basic story of this film is that Bilu is a barber or a mm. hairdresser in uh, this very small town that he lives in, very rural. Mm. Nothing exciting happens there. They don't have celebrities come over. And he's poor, he's down on his luck, he's kind of treated as, like, the joke of the town because of, you know, how unlucky and poor and unsociable he is. Um, And then one day uh, it is announced that the big, big Bollywood movie star, Mm -hmm. Sahir Khan, played by Shahrukh Khan, basically playing himself. Basically playing himself. um, Is going to film a scene or, like, like half his movie in this town over the course of, like, two and a bit weeks. Um, And a rumor comes out that, oh, 
Bilu, this guy who's down on his luck, was actually is actually friends with Sahid Khan. Mm. And then all of a sudden, everyone in town loves Bilu and wants to like, hey, hook me up with meeting him. And Bilu is uncomfortable with the idea, um, but there are pressures that he cannot control uh, that are being thrust upon him and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And he's a good man. And he's a good man. So it's this story of a good man trying to be very honest um, and it's about a town which, you know, relatively small town town, um, suddenly transforming because of this exciting force that has come to them. If I had to describe a movie that this reminded me of a lot, obviously some of the details are different, but uh, it reminded me of It's a Wonderful Life in a lot of regards, where you have this pillar of the community that they that they don't treat very well. Like, he's a good person, he has the family, they're struggling, but... Uh, he's trying to make the best of it, and you get the 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 how flippant the townspeople are. Like they love him and they worship him, but then at the same time, aren't there when needed. And it, it reminded me of that at many points. There's obviously big differences, but I did think about that when you have this wonderful actor playing this person that the narrative is telling you you have to like them because they're basically the most virtuous person in the universe. But they also have that little bit of grit to them. You know, they have dreams and desires, but they've had to sacrifice those for something more. This has that in common where it's like, Jimmy Stewart was one of the greatest actors of that time. And he was one of the most, like one of the Hollywood actors you can point to and say, they seem like a nice person. Mm. They could play nice guys easily, like in their sleep, just like Tom Hanks nowadays, right? Like Tom Hanks is the modern day Jimmy Stewart in that way. Yeah. While Irfan Khan, I I don't think of him as that. Every time I've seen him in a movie, he's very serious, very like stoic and um, uh, sometimes scary. Oftentimes I've seen him play like business people or menacing figures, even if they're good fig, like good people. Like I do believe he was the voice of the tiger in Life of Pi, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. Did the tiger speak? I think it spoke. Okay, because I from what I remember of Life of Pi, he was the modern day main character. Modern day main character. Reca- oh, like that's right. He's narrating the thing, right? He's recounting like the story to someone. And I'm he pretty sure. and he was also in uh, Slumdog Millionaire. He was like a policeman. Like he can play good people, but I'm used to him. He just has a certain face about him that can very easily He's, say, I'm a bit menacing or I'm in I'm in charge. When I think of him, I don't really think of a smiling face. It's more of the neutral or frowny kind of face, hmm. which was what I remembered of him in this film. So when the film began with him, you know, being a little bit bumbling about trying to ask someone, oh, can I bribe you? It's okay if I can't. I was like, oh, this is different from what I remembered of this film. Yeah. Um, it, it, not for sim- not for the same reasons, but the thing that this reminds me of in terms of video games is Mother Three, oh. where the thing that it reminds me of here is the whole idea of like the town transforming because of an outside uh, gigantic force. Um, so one of the reasons why I always remember this film was because around that time was when I played Mother Three for the first time. So I'm like, oh, it has like that kind of element here. So yeah. Th- in my description before, like I did focus it around Irfan Khan, but like the town almost feels like the main character to me, this collective force of the town. I very much agree. The movie skews its focus away from the, the titular role to to all of these side players in it. Mm. And I had some mixed feelings about that. Now, history-wise, I don't have a history with this. I, I, I do remember you bringing this up when it because I asked you when we did the Darjeeling Limited if you were familiar with this actor's work because you like Indian movies and Bollywood movies, and I primarily know him for his Western work. And yeah. so I wanted to know, and you said you've only seen him in this one movie. Yeah. So I didn't even know anything about it. I didn't know what the tone was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be extravagant and over the top and musical numbers up the wazoo. I think you may have mentioned in the past that Shah Rukh Khan was in this. Yeah. And But I completely forgot about that. So when he turned up, I was surprised. I, I think I brought that up as an afterthought. I was like, oh, and by the way, the other lead, Shah Rukh Khan. I and like, yeah. I completely forgot about that. And I instantly recognized the female co-lead from Om Shanti Om. In yeah, the from that number, first And number. I was like, hey, here she is. 
there's Shanti. I thought she was going to be in the movie, but she wasn't. Uh, so in this movie, she really wasn't. She was just in that musical number. No, primarily. In, all, in all the credits, it's like lady in that one music video. Yeah. So I didn't know what I was going into. I didn't know if this was a period piece, what genre, anything. Mm. And you did mention the barber thing last episode. And I, when I went to put this in my watch list for the for the pod on Netflix, it had some image of of barber stuff and just the 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 font used and the kind of color of the promotional stuff made it come across like, oh, this is going to be a silly movie. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be a very silly comedic. Thing. So my perception walking in was we're going to get a silly movie about like a barber. And I really thought we're going to get some like hijinks about him right, being the flamboyant right, yeah. barber character. And I didn't know what to make of that with what I've seen of Irfan Khan. So I was like, <laughs> but, but I saw, but I saw that, yeah. a picture of him and he's smiling and he's being all like, you know, over the top. And I'm like, well, he's a Bollywood actor. They all ha- like from what I've seen, all of them have to have that ability to play like to the back end of the crowd and be very energetic hence even in this movie when you see Irafan Khan and Shah Rukh Khan they're very different type of performers mm. and so th- that juxtaposition is 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 like nakedly in this movie of like the the opposite ends of what you can do in this industry where Shah Rukh Khan I think is like the staple of it all like he's one of the biggest of course arguably the biggest they call him the king and what he does is what I am familiar with when it comes to these actors and how they perform and like what's expected of them so what is your overall relationship with this tell us a bit more did you see this in the cinema I don't think I saw it in the cinema. I think my mum bought it on DVD and we watched it together somewhere around that time, so 2009, 2010. Um, like I said before, I really gravitated towards it for the, the town aspect. Um, I always remember it in the back of my head, like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, unlike with Doom 2, where I'm like, oh, yeah, the cops are the main characters, they're in it all the way. Um, I kind of remember that this one, Irfan Khan, was a bit more in the background, so when you brought up the whole enthusiasm about like, oh yeah, I want to see him in a leading role. I kind of did tug at my collar and it's like, uh, this probably isn't the most ideal one, but it's the only one I've seen. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go with that. Um, in an ideal world, hopefully I would have seen a bit more and maybe picked something a bit more appropriate. But I do remember that for the sort of subdued role that he does, he does it well. Um, and it was always one that I wanted to rewatch because there have been a couple of Bollywood films that, you know, as long as they can be, I have seen them like maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. This one was one that I'd always just seen the one time and always meant to come back to. Um, I always remembered one song from it, which was the one where the town singing the Bilu Bayam. Yeah, the tremendous. the tremendous. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the song. you. That, that, yeah. That's the song of the movie. Uh, funnily enough, there are some things to say about that a bit later on, but yeah, uh, that's the one song I remembered from it, um, and always been meaning to check it out. I even talked about back in our Darjeeling Limited episode that like, oh, I'd been thinking about picking this for a long time, always, you know, flaked back and forth on it. Then around the time I wanted to pick it, Irfan Khan tragically passed away, mm-hmm. um, didn't want to make a thing out of that. And then, yeah, the conversation we had in that episode made me decide like, okay, next time I'll, I'll pick it, just finally get it out there, finally mm-hmm. check it out again. Um, so it's one that I had good memories of and had been meaning to check out again and, you know. So you had a positive re- re- reaction to this that first time? Like, I did, yes. You, you, this is one of those where you've only seen it the once, but you did have warm feelings yes. with it. So um, I, I just want to touch upon something that you mentioned there, which is him not being the full lead of this, which was the contention point for me. So I was actually explaining this to my wife last night. This is possibly the most frustrating Bollywood movie we've watched for the podcast because when it was good, it wasn't just good, it was it was great. Like this had some of the best, I'm just going to put it, the best acting we've watched in any of these Bollywood movies. Mm-hmm. Shah Rukh Khan when he does, does that big speech. That speech. I forgot all about I, that. I, I, no, I don't mean any offense to any of our Indian listeners or people who are really obsessed with Shah Rukh Khan, but I, I say this as a positive. I didn't know he had that capability as an actor. Mm. 
I know what he's good at in other ways. Like he, what I would say is he's like, um, he's a good showman. Like he's good at doing all of the dancing and the songs and the action, like all the stuff you see the movie star doing in this. But when he did that speech at the end, I was surprised. And even further than just that speech, like when he met up with, um, with Bilu at the end, I, I really didn't know he had that acting capability within him. So when this was good, it was great. Truly some of the best stuff we've watched. Like the premise I really like to a degree, but why I found it frustrating is I I think it fell into self-indulgence and tangents too often. And I really just wanted to stick with our main character and his family. Mm. And every time I wanted that, the movie would, go, or the town itself, but every time the movie would just want to hang out with Shah Rukh Khan. And I felt like it was suffering from issues I've seen not in just Bollywood movies, but in a lot of Hollywood movies, which is we've snagged a big star, a star who will bring people to this movie. We've got to use that. And I've seen many movies. This is a movie problem we see in the West a lot where the story is being uh like being watered down because of the the machinery that is the entertainment industry so we've got to focus on Brad Pitt in this movie because he's in the movie mm. or we've got to focus on this like i love inglorious bastards don't get me wrong but it's like there's a point where it's like michael fassbender who was an up and coming actor back then he should be more of a leading presence in that movie but it's like but we got brad we mm. got brad <laughs> and so i feel that with Shah Rukh Khan where I think there's a version of this where you structure it, cut it down by five to ten minutes. Not even asking for it to be shorter. I thought this was this was a re- relatively short movie. Yeah, this was just like, over two hours. Yeah, this was like half an hour shorter than the average Bollywood film. And so, it's not even about the pacing. It's I, I think there's a version you could easily shuffle around where the movie star, the big movie star, is as elusive in the movie as he is to our main character. And then when you have them converge at the end, it means something to the main character as it does to us, the audience, because we, the audience, throughout the whole entire movie, at least for myself, this is first time viewing, I already knew that Shah Rukh Khan remembered him. Like, I, I never doubted it in my mind, because when we weren't seeing them self-indulge, and like, here's a clip show of all of the movies that the real-life actor has been in. Yeah, some of which we've done. <laughs> some of which we've done. Or here's a shout-out to, hey, it's the lead actress from On Shantiyam. Like, too often being indulgent in that way of, like, look at all of these little in-jokes and references. and We love our movie industry. Um, when they weren't doing that, I could tell his character was a good man and has this tragic past to him like I could just tell that from his performance so a little bit of that intrigue was removed for me and so I I, I just think they didn't the, the focus was taken away from the main character and I think it would have been more beneficial if his wife was given more as well there was many moments where I got pissed off at the story because his wife would do something and on paper I could tell you that makes sense and that's a good storytelling moment there but they haven't earned it because I don't know anything about her. They're like right at the end of the movie, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but right at the end of the movie, it was at least revealed to me of, oh, she's from a different cast system. Yeah. And it's like, where was this earlier in the film? That would have actually been so juicy dramatically. But uh, that's kind of where I'm at, where I, when I loved it, I, I fucking really loved it. There's so many excellent scenes, the filmmaking, oh, and a thing to praise, the music, and not the musical numbers, but just the score itself. There was like this little instrumental melody that they kept whispering through at the very beginning, especially when he was at home, that I just, I really loved it. It it was very serene and tranquil Mm. and non-intrusive. And the thing I really love about Bilu as a film is it's not at all bombastic. Even when it's indulging in these things I don't care for, it's not bombastic in the way that... um, we've seen with the previous ones. This isn't like Main Huna or it isn't like, um, uh, uh, you know, Om Shanti Om where that was justified. Like that's, that yeah. there is... This one's very grounded. It's very, very grounded. Like this is just a grounded drama with some light moments in there. Yeah. So. A lot of the feelings that you expressed there were shared by me in my viewing. Uh, the word that I would keep using is imbalance. Like there was 
all these little elements here, and I feel like the balance just wasn't there. Like you mentioned, we got a bit too much Shadok Khan. <laughs> I agree with that in parts. Like I think early on, we got a fair bit, and then we got quite a while where we didn't see him quite mm-hmm. a bit. Then when he came back, you know, we stuck on him for a little bit too long. Um, there were many times where it's like, oh, I want to see a bit more Bilu. It's always very, very much one of those things of like, oh, I want what I don't have right now kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, we have like the, some of the town members that we see a little bit more than others. Yeah. It just feels like if we could just reshuffle everything, maybe give things a bit more focus, it would have been so much better. Like I agree with the cast system thing. I'm like, Oh geez, this, this is a lot of backstory to throw at us right at the end. I feel like, and again, we, maybe we're both wrong about this. Maybe there are little hints there, but I didn't catch any of them. This isn't like the trip. I didn't catch any. Of them. I said this last night on the car ride with my with my wife Rachel. I was telling her the story, like you did at the beginning, and Rachel said, "Oh, did because I said, oh, he got kicked out of his vi- like he had to leave his village." And Rachel said to me, "Oh, is it because he's from a certain caste system?" And I said, "Actually, you're not. No, but his wife is." And she said, "Oh, of course." And the thing is, I don't know too much about the inner workings of Indian society. I don't know mm. too much about the the, the the caste system stuff. I don't know. Neither, and this yeah. is a, not a movie that is here to say anything about that other than uh, that information yeah. there. I guess it was like a matter of fact so, thing. So, yeah. so for me, when it came in at the end, I had two reactions of, oh, that's interesting. And... Like interesting of like, oh, that's an interesting idea. I guess I'll have to take it at face value. And the other being, where was this in the movie? Like, where was this early? This should have been here earlier. Yeah. But uh, so for for you, did you still enjoy this overall on this watch? I did. Yeah. I the the all the lighthearted moments were good. Um, I had fun with the songs, which I'm gonna get to my funny story with that in a moment. Um, Irfan Khan, like I said, when the film began and he had that, you know, whole moment with the government official <laughs> and like him struggling and like being you know a little bit dumb about things, I'm like, oh, I, I forgot about all this. I just really remembered him just being stoic man who kind of brushes everything off, but there was more here. Um, and it was interesting, you know, having done Om Shanti Om uh, two or three years ago, seeing, oh, there are quite a lot of similarities, uh, with the Shadow Khan story here where it's, uh. You know, kind of like the second half where he's the big movie star. You've got like mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the the celebrity worship. You've got like little bits of commentary about the film industry, mm-hmm. references to other films, and all. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, being a little bit more familiar with his career as well. That was a bit more fun. Like the little clips from like the montage during like that second mm-hmm. song, where I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that one. Haven't seen that one. Haven't seen that one. Oh, my mum was in that one. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like they kept seeing po- and like the posters. I always remembered the posters on the wall. It's like, oh, those are all just real films. That, of course. Like, some of them I've seen, some of them I just know lots about. Yeah. Chuck to India, I've got a poster of that in my room. Oh, there you go. I to to really praise the movie, uh Irfan Khan is great, of course. When we saw him in Darjeeling Limited, uh, which was before this. That was before this movie, right? Darjeeling Limited was like That was like two thousand seven ish, yes, right? Yeah. So this is so that's important. Keep that in mind for yeah. what I'm gonna say is He's so exuberant and young and and goofy. Like when that opening scene, I actually had to squint and go, is that him? Mm. Because I'm so used to him being more rugged and rough and older. When we saw him in Darjeeling Limited, he felt so much older because when we meet him, it's in the worst moment any human could ever go through, the loss of a child and just he's so quiet and brooding. And like when he cries, he cries and it's like, just the way he would hold his face and the hair and the fa- facial hair, if he has any or doesn't, he could he re- really could shift like his demeanor and presence. And so in this, I, I really was like, who's this little goofy guy? Is is this him? Because that can't be him. But as we get to know the character more and the pride and the you know the the confidence and the self esteem and just the, the convictions he has. He, the actor, really blossoms as the character we get to know blossoms as well. But I was looking at him going, is this one of the dumb guys? Because it's, <laughs> you know, that kind of little goofy thing going on. While I'm used to him with far more of a darkness in his in his roles, sounds, even if they're very minimal roles in movies. Sounds like the Western opinion of Mads Mikkelsen. It's like, oh, he's the evil Nazi villain guy. But then you watch the Danish films, and he's like, oh, he's like a insecure, bi-curious 
butcher who kills people or something. Oh, yeah, that's Hannibal for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought no, you were say- no, that, apparently that's a real film, but it's not Hannibal. God, I thought you were going to say, he's a teacher. He's just a good man. And then he gets accused <laughs> of the worst teacher, yeah. crime you could ever be accused well, of. Well, again, yeah, he, he was very likable and human in that, yeah. yeah. But uh, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Did you have that sensation at all with um, Irafan? Because you're not as familiar with I'm, his other works either. I'm not as familiar, but like I said, when I think of the guy, I do think of the more stoic, frowny thing. So when he was a little bit goofy, um, when he was you know, having to negotiate with his children to scold <laughs> them, uh, when he had to interact with these you know, very energetic, loud characters in the town. It was just this really interesting experience of like, oh, this is what he's like in a lead role in Bollywood. He has a very tricky job in the movie that very few actors can pull off, which is having that lightness there and mixing it with a seriousness that doesn't verge into such a tonal whiplash. So you talk about how he jokingly or tries to scold his children and he's he's, he's a bit of a softy. But then you have that moment later in the movie where the children try to ignore him because mm. they're so ashamed of what they've done. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And that scene goes from funny to genuinely upsetting in the way that a parent would be where you, if you're a kid and you've ever had a moment where you've defied your parents or you've let them down and there's that just that 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 beat in the conversation where they say something or they react in a way and it lets you know that you have actually let them down this isn't just a oh Bartek you didn't put your clothes away I'm really upset at you this is a you have truly seen a very human side to your parent mm. and now you feel bad about having hurt them that moment back and forth there he really plays that well and that's him during the entire movie where he's this guy who all he wants is a new chair but he doesn't want to get money from the filthy you know, slumlord guy in town and he doesn't then he's him and his wife have a little back and forth but then when the school is pressing him to bring the movie star, you get this incredible... It's my favorite scene in the movie. There's so many great scenes, but this is actually my favorite. This is when I locked it in as like, this is when they do just everything. Like when it's great, it's great, which is the zoom in on his face as his eyes begin to tear up, as he has to swallow his pride because the school is saying... No, no, we don't want you to promise us. Oh, in that like meeting scene. In the meeting. Yeah. We don't want you to promise us that he will come. We want you you tell us he will come. Because he did he tried to oh I, I, I can't promise anything. That zoom in was a captivating shot, yeah. And his eyes and you just see his soul dying as he has to betray his ideals and say, I will do it. Yeah, I know. I was just looking at his like, oh no, he's gonna say he's gonna do it. And then the next scene is his wife fucking grilling his ass for not having said that in the first place. I'm like, this guy can't catch a fucking break. I felt so sorry for him, and I didn't expect that going in to this. I, I really thought we're going to get either the typical Irafan Khan that I know where I feel sorry for him in a very different sense of that, but here they did such a marvelous job with the writing as well his, uh, uh, as his performance to show me that he's an everyman. He's just a guy. He's just some schmuck, but mm. he has certain certain principles that are universal. That's the thing I really liked about this. There's some commentary about Indian culture in here, and I could definitely see you making a critique or a commentary about how his character embodies certain values that is very prevalent over there. But I think that the movie did a great job of just... Uh, uh, telling me somebody from a completely different part of the world that that and I understood it and I could process it and I could relate to him. And so we've done that a couple of times on the pod where we've had some of these foreign movies and they tell certain things we know but through a very very strict cultural prism and yet we can still relate to it. And there's been others where it's like, I find that a bit difficult. I can relate to it on an intellectual level. But this was right to the heart like every scene with him was great like i have no complaints about our lead it's it's some of the, the <laughs> fact that we just stray away from him too much is, yeah, is my thing for you when it comes to a, a titular character bilu and irafan khan what were some of those 
moments that really grabbed you or hooked you in on this watch? Um, I don't feel like this is specifically, you know, a Bollywood thing. I think this is fairly universal. But earlier on, when he was explained to his wife, like, the simple reason why he's not going to approach Sahita Khan, he was talking about how, oh, you know, he's an acquaintance from my past and, you know, it'd be a bit weird uh, you know, just talking to him, because what if he doesn't recognize me? It would be embarrassing. And I just started thinking, like, okay, what are some equivalents that I would consider acquaintances? And I, like, just thought of random people that I went to school with. It's like, oh, yeah, seeing them every day would have been completely normal, but how would I interact with them right now? Would it be, mm. you know, like, oh, yeah, we're at school kind of energy, or it's like, hey, we're adults now, oh, we're different people. And it was... You know, later on, at the end of the film, when we learn how close they really were and that acquaintance was the biggest understatement of mm. the century, um, that was a bit contradicted. But at, in that moment, it was a very understandable mm. thing. And then when all that pressure came up, you know, with from the school, from the people in town, Bilu Bayankar, mm. um, it just always came back to that moment of like, oh, they're, they're trying to force him into something that he's clearly very uncomfortable with. I am not a fan of liar-revealed stories. Mm. And this lives in a world adjacent to that. It It is and it isn't. And and I like this variant of that. I so think I know what you're going for, yeah. You just brought it up, that contradiction about how he said this and then we revealed this. And what the truth of it all is, we the story, he's, he could solve all of his problems. All of his problems could be solved if he asked this friend of his for help. And not only that, just connect. But he doesn't do it because of many reasons. But one of them is pride. One of them is pride. He even admits it at the end that he was ashamed and he didn't want to reveal that. But he does it in this way where he is accepted and he's got a smile and tears in his eyes. And that's what I preferred where it builds on itself. So him being a good man who's got pride, yes, but he's got a certain moral code and convictions because he doesn't want to exploit his friend. He doesn't want to seem like he's just a a pesky, another one of the townspeople who want to use him for some gain. And so the lies like spiral out and build on those obviously good intentions we understand instead of just it being scenes like in a Hollywood movie where they could have just said the thing properly out loud and the drama would be over, Mm. but instead we're extending it. That's the conceit of this movie. But the reason he doesn't say the things are buried very clearly within the things he's actually saying, because everything he says is true. Like, Every reason he doesn't want to lean on this guy is true as well. Like, they're not lies. Mm. They are all factual and they are all things that you believe in. But when we get the real information about why this has all come to be, it isn't just, oh, that's it. It is everything else he's been saying throughout the movie is all culmination to this exact point. And it is just the case of, as somebody like myself who's grown up in poverty... I can relate to the thought process that Bilu puts himself through during all of this, where when when you're struggling, when you're making it day-to-day like that, these things, these 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 reasons, these justifications, these uh, these thoughts that you put in your head of why you can't do certain things just naturally form like this. And so, to me, it lives in this world next to the liar revealed because... Also, it's like everyone in the town is putting this onto him, and he's yeah. constantly saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, they but, don't have any insecurities. But he doesn't get listened to. So when they do the, bar, you know, Bilu, you lied to us, you asshole, it didn't make me roll my eyes like how it does in so many other films that I've watched. We, we, I mean, even before we had that scene where they're at the police station and they're getting the realisation, we had a line from... I didn't catch the character's name, but, like, the uncle character that, mm-hmm. like, confides in Bilu, um, where he was telling him, like, Bilu, you did not tell any lies. They put it all upon themselves. So it kind of, you know, absolved him of the guilt of, like, oh, my God, what have I done? It, and it was more so of a thing of, like, oh, how could I have handled it differently? Um, and also, when we had the big speech from Shadok in the penultimate scene, um, in my head I was just thinking of, like, oh, how other films would 
end this scene and it's like you know he does this big dramatic speech and then either Bilu walks forward or everyone like turns and it's like the payoff to like oh height of the emotion Mm -hmm. there's my friend um but it was very believable that he walked away because the whole insecurity also comes back to this idea of like if he approached him earlier in the film, it would be for his own gain to like get mm-hmm. rid of the insecurity. I mean, it also could have been uh, construed as like, oh, now he's going to get some sort of benefit from this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he didn't, you know, approach him in this very vulnerable moment felt very consistent and understandable. And it really is about the point he told in his youth about take this money, do not worry about me. You being happy is what matters to me. And he still wanted that message to be true. And you have to imagine, and this is where, again, I'm doing a bit more of the legwork than the movie here, but it's in there. It's just not, they didn't scratch it enough of, he had to reconstruct his entire life. He had to move away from the village and he had to move away from everything he knew Mm. to this place and with nothing and build everything that you see today. And... It's a slow process. And he mentions this uh, in that conversation in the end of like, time gets away. You know, I thought I could contact you, but then, oh, I have kids and I'm trying to do this and this and this and this. And then eventually you lose time and you think I've waited too long and they've forgotten me. And just the fact that a part of his pride is about that as well. Just just a tale that you can, I very much relate to of you know, coming from a family that moved away from the big city, built their own house, it's not finished and it never will be probably. And you just get into these these holes, but you you don't want to you don't want to show that. But also there's a part of you that's like, I've done great. Like this is very good considering what I had to go against. So I I, I really liked that emphasis in the film. The rest of it was like the townspeople falling in and out of love with him was all done fairly well. I liked a lot of those side characters, but I never loved any of them. There was no... Uh, when we did Main Huna, I really liked... Uh, the principal. The principal character. Was great, yeah. <laughs> there was none of the side characters in that vein at all for me or... You know, like all of the wonderful characters on Om Shanti Om, mm. none of them really reached that that peak of wow, they are excellent. They were yeah. all fine. I think and they, they were going for more stock. Like, mm. what are the, all the different sorts of characters we have? Like the businessman with the goons. Yeah, and the goon that's the, stupid the, that can't get his name right. The and... poet. There's the the rival guy, which I liked at least that the rival guy was always kind of against Bilu. Yeah, yeah. So like, whenever you saw him in like the big crowd shots, he would always be like a bit more antagonistic than everyone. Like looking for and things trying to, to undermine at. the point. Like even in the big Bilu song, he's pointing out like this doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's he was good. I like. I wish there was more of him. Yeah. Actually, but uh, there was that one moment late in the movie where we finally got to see inside of his barber shop. I'm like, fucking finally. Yeah. We saw it from across the way. I wish we got to see inside of it earlier. Yeah. But he, I, I've seen a lot of characters dressed like him in Bollywood films, and they always feel like the outliers because they feel like they're more internationally mm. dressed. Like, you know, they're wearing normal shirts and like sunglasses. The haircut. Yeah. I think the film Shahrukh Khan did just before this one, which I might recommend at some point, it's called like Rab De Bana Di Jodi. Roll, uh, rolls off the tongue when you say it. You know, it's weird. For the longest time, my mum would say, I'm like, how do you remember that? But now look at me, I can say it just fine. Just say it fine. Yeah. <laughs> I did start it when I first said That's it. That's why I made um, that joke. Uh, big shock, Ryan. This is one where he plays a dual role, Shadow Khan does. No. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like a joke at this point? It seems to be. It's like it, he plays himself and he plays dual roles. And then you got like Om Shanti Om and Fan, where it's kind of like both in one. Um, yeah. Technically, this as well, because you seem acting. But in this <laughs> film, like he plays this like, nebbish, you know, quiet husband guy who goes into an arranged marriage with a woman mm. who he loves dearly, but the woman's not interested. She's only in it because of obligations. It's like, what is something that I can do to make you happy? Because you're living in this like strict environment. She's like, I want to take dancing classes. Like you may go take your dancing mm. classes. And then here's the dual role. He plays himself like this really cool guy with sunglasses. The and dance instructor? No, no, no. He, he joins the class as well. And it's very much like a Clark Kent disguise. Like you don't, oh, you don't right. realize this is your husband. And so, like, she's got a relationship with the husband at home and, like, and this, the husband at the and this goofy kind of, you know, Over the dance top. partner in the. That's yeah. funny. It's a really good film. And he sumo wrestles a guy at one point. Yeah. I. Uh, uh, the side characters are all okay. Uh, they, they, they do the job. The one that I like the least, and this is, again, this is. 
and I get it. Well, okay, I'm just going to ask you straight up: Would you consider this? Um, what's the term again? Masala. Yes. You would cons- could you explain that for the people who aren't familiar with uh, that term? So masala, it, you hear it a lot in terms of meals. It's like when the meal has like a lot of elements. When you talk about it in terms of like film or entertainment, a masala film is something that has a little bit of everything. So like Main Huna is a really good example. It's like a film. Mm. It's like a romantic comedy with a bit of family drama, and like an action terrorist plot. It like grabs a lot of different genre elements and puts it into one film. And a lot of Bollywood films. Om Shanti Om is another great example. It's like the first half and the second half are very different beasts, but they still bleed together. See, I'm curious as to why you think this one counts in that as strong, like in that way, because to me, oh, when I said yes, I was confirming that that's the word. (laughs) Oh, right. Do you think this is a masala film to you? Do I think this? is a masala film uh you know i think i read a review that described it as one but i'm kind of leaning a little bit against that because it does seem to be a bit more like like it has like the drama and it has comedy stuff but the action stuff's more you know that's in in the the, movie in the like the movie within the movie yeah i think it needs a little bit more to truly be masala that's why i really was curious because this is so one track yeah. mind that's maybe why i also gravitated towards this a little bit more but also got frustrated when it didn't do the full like if it's going to go and do the masala thing do it more if you, it's in this weird middle zone where it's like it's like masala but not masala there's enough. this one moment where i could say oh i can see how you could argue it's masala here where and and or this is just a comedic set piece but it's one that didn't, to me, didn't match this movie. This could have been like an Om Shanti Om leftover and we didn't see it in that. But the guy from the hotel. Yeah, I knew this was coming. <laughs> with the mustache reading the lines over and over again. And it's like a 15 minute long sequence. And I didn't hate it. But I did keep going, yeah, okay, get to the point. But more importantly, why aren't we with... Bilu, he's on the Ferris wheel. We and, see him every five seconds. But I want 15. to be with the main character. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was the scene where it's like, okay, for an Indian audience where they're pay- paying to see a tick- this movie, usually most of these movies are three hours long with an intermission, but this one's short. This was on the short side, no intermission. I think, I think I knew where it would have been because there was a hard cut, but... I've noticed that when we do the films that are on Netflix, they cut out like the intermission logo as well. I thought Om Shanti Om had one from recollection, but... It had a hard cut. Oh, right. Because I, so, uh, I remember on the DVDs where the intermissions are, so when we watch the films, I'm like, right, oh, I, they just hard cut. Doom 2 had an intermission on, on the DVD you yeah, gave me. So, yeah. But I, 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 but I can understand it on like, this scene here is to, you know, be fun for the whole family and blah, but... To, yeah, it just it, I I appreciated that it was so one track mind. So when it did veer off into these other territories and didn't do them to an explosive degree that I'm that I expect from a masala film, say, I go, mm, you're in this awkward teenage phase of this where it's like you're not quite there yet with that, and so those elements were always weaker to me. I know that with some comedy stuff like this, like I remember. Back in the day, there was a film that was being advertised a lot called Crazy Four. Mm. And whenever we do a Bollywood film on this podcast, and I look up the actors just to make sure like other things I've seen them in or other things you might know them from that we've done. I see a lot of them have been in this film Crazy Four. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh yeah, that was like advertised a lot back in the day and it was, you know, seemed to be funny. And I remember my mum went to see it. I, I didn't see it with her, and she came back, she was like this is a film that would be funny for Indian people, but not for us. Like, the translation mm. doesn't really come across. It feels like it's something a lot more for, you know, an Indian audience. And I do remember, I can't remember the name of this film, but there is a film we saw in the cinema sometime in the past 10 years. Uh, I remember the Chaduk's character was named Vishnu in it, and the whole mm. idea was that, like, he was the older brother to this other main character, and so it was, like, these kind of two stories that are happening where Shadok Vishnu is a loving older brother, um, but he gets into these really violent fights. Hmm. Um, and the story of the younger brother is just this kind of straightforward romantic comedy. And hmm. so there would be these really big clashes where it's like, oh, you're following the Shadok stuff, and then you've got the scenes with them together, and then you've just got the scenes with the younger brother and his you know, crew hmm. of young actors. Um, and there was this one scene where 
and I can't remember the exact details of the scene, but they were talking to someone who was kind of similar to the guy in this film, the the hotel owner. Maybe he was like mm. a cop or something. And they were coming up with a lie on the spot. Like, why is this thing happening? Oh, and they came up with this really, really long story about, well, you see, there is this young man named da 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 and he's got this long story and they just kept adding details to the story <laughs> and the cop was like oh yeah what happened next and it just went on forever forever and i remember in the cinema uh, like after we finished the movie we we're like that really went on forever i feel like that's that bollywood comedy thing you were talking about with crazy four yeah and um, i feel like in this film it's that moment it's not a bad gag but it didn't belong in this movie if this was an on shanti om i would believe it yeah but, i would have been also, fine with it but and it was also a thing for us where you know, because all of it was in Hindi, the gag for us would be like, oh, how are the words going to be rearranged in the mm. subtitles? Because oh. the performance is like the same the whole way through. Can I talk about the subtitles? You watch this on Netflix as well, correct? Yes. Netflix, I'm going to listen up, buddy. You and your subtitles are fucking stupid sometimes. So there are lines in English. Yes. There are words in English. And the subtitles will still get it wrong. They will still get it wrong. There was just many moments where I can't remember. Oh, oh, it was uh, filming. The word filming and shooting. They would say, we're shooting a scene here. Subtitles, filming. Mm -hmm. And it really was weird to me why that happened. And I don't know why Netflix specifically screws that up a lot with these Bollywood movies. We've talked about this on the podcast before. We've talked about subtitles a lot, yeah. (laughs) And it's just a rookie. Like, I don't. It's, do they watch the movie or, or is it that they have an already existing like that's the thing I, subtitles and translations and all that stuff there's a whole rabbit hole we can fall down with that Honestly, but it's I, just one of those weird <laughs> things that I don't get with video games movies where there's clearly a word in English and the subtitles uses another word but it's not like that word makes a sentence as a whole make any more sense like him saying we're shooting a scene in English like him saying it out loud, shooting, and then the subtitle saying we're filming a scene, it's you could still use at shooting point, there. It yeah. doesn't make a difference. At this point, I've seen that happen so many times that I'm almost being gaslit to think, like, I guess that's an okay thing to do because no. it's happened so much. It, it momentarily takes me out of the movie. Now, I know with some things it's like, oh, they might be using an earlier script, but subtitles doesn't fall into that. I want to hear about your comments on the music, but one statement I want to make to you. So on Letterboxd, which is a popular movie reviewing site, one of the top reviews is as such, and I want to get your opinion because you've already brought it up. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, a more palatable and less feverish precursor to fan. But at least SRK wields a lightsaber and Matrix clothes. And then just end of sentence, God, Irafan. So what do you think about that statement of this is a less feverish precursor to fan? Because from what I understand of fan, that seems like a very different movie. I'd... Isn't fan like he's a movie? St- uh, he's a movie star, and he's being stalked by a fan. That's also him. Like, so isn't he like the same actor? It's the, the same actor. Yeah, Shira Khan. The structure of fan to use like you know the Bollywood Act One, Act Two. Act One follows the fan entirely, and it's like kind of a sympathetic story of like, oh, this guy's obsessed. He's kind of down. And then the second half focuses on Shadow Khan, and it's like a thriller film. Yeah, I. I mean, maybe he's maybe that review is reaching in terms of the fact that it's about an actor in an industry dealing with fans, you know, who are fans obsessed with them. and you know outside elements. But I don't know that fan would be the main one I'd point to. I almost feel like, I mean, this came after Om Shanti Om, but this has a bit more like film industry mm-hmm. focus as Om Shanti Om, but just to a lesser extent. Yeah, that's why you you even have winks and things yeah. to that movie. Like, we, we have that scene where Shuttle Khan's meeting with the principal and the guy in charge of the whatever, um, and Shuttle Khan goes into this, well, I wouldn't say speech, but, like, he retort of, like, you know, in the film industry, we we are normal people. We're like a family. Like, the and w- little things mean the world to us, and little things annoy us. Yeah, <laughs> the same as it would with you. And it, and it was this kind of commentary of, like, yeah, look, we are... I understand that we're in this high position, but it's not as grand as that. And mm. with, with, yeah, I it, fan is the one I've said on the podcast that I'm the most interested in watching because I heard very interesting comments about it and reviews. And it was every few years we get an Indian movie, a Bollywood movie, or Tollywood or whatever, 
that bre- like that breaks over here and you get word of mouth about it, like oh that's you know it's mm. actually very good like yeah, uh, this yeah, recent I, year was uh, I'm pretty R- sure R-R, and then uh, Bahubali's movies were pr- pretty much like that and I'm pretty then sure I saw Fan, fan. on like tra- tram ads too yeah, yeah Fan was when I heard good stuff about and the premise sounds interesting I'm like yeah. that sounds good but you know what if um if my non-American pick falls in October I might pick it just, but, just get it out of the way so. Let's hear about this music, the right. songs. I haven't talked about them either. They were fine. They didn't leave too much of it. I didn't hate any of them, but I didn't. I'm not singing Om Shantiyam or Dum 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 Majale. I'm not doing that with any of these songs or, personally. Or gibberishing the Sultan theme until it says Eh Sultan. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Sultan. That's probably one of my favorites we've done. It was great. Yeah. Oh, just quick I think, comment. I think this you said you got a, sick of the thing though. Yeah, well, I got annoyed at one moment. They, they used it a lot. And this yeah. is no. This is the thing. This movie had a Sultan moment, and what I mean by that is sudden, quick tonal shift, and then they move away from it very quickly which is there's move there's a moment of like five minutes where he's a real asshole and he wears evil sunglasses and like this needs to be longer in the movie or not don't have it in sultan mm-hmm. he became an asshole no, i remember like the five- sultan one yeah but here they had a moment where it's like the wife slaps the kid the music suddenly changes oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like yeah i'm angry and then Never again. Gone from the movie. There's no repercussions. <laughs> I think that was all... such a weird moment. I laughed. I laughed yeah. out loud because remember, the yeah, lighting no... changed, the music changed, the camera angle, all of it. And it was like, now it's serious. And he gives a serious look of like, how could you do that to my child? I think early, really early in the film, like one of the first scenes with the children, there was like a lost in translation moment where like the son was like, oh, mom's out shopping. And then the sister slaps and it's like, how could you say that about your mom? It's like, no, she, he really is. Yeah, I'm she's like, out getting oil. Yeah. It's like, how could you say that? Like, she really is, I guess. <laughs> I but- guess, yeah, that's it, oil. Um, so the music thing, it's not anything, well, not, it's kind of not really specific. I like the music in this film, it was fine. Um, but when I was watching the film and I was at, I think it was the last song, the one where everyone's wearing like blue mm-hmm. and Itafan Khan's in the tree. I paused the film to go get something from my room and I came across my brother. He's like, hey, hey. Um, got the thing from room, came back, and then I had a quick conversation with him about the films. Like, oh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I had this really weird moment where the very first song in the film, mm. remember, in this episode, I've already said that I only remembered the Bilu Bayankar song. Mm. When the first song in the film played, I had this moment of like, oh, that's from this film. <laughs> and that that just really struck me. I was like, man, there's so many songs that I hear in Bollywood movies. Just, no, not in Bollywood, just. Somehow, being familiar with Bollywood, I'm surrounded by these songs without even realizing it, and then I don't even realize what films they're from. And I tried to express this to my brother, and he was like, oh, I I think I kind of get what you mean, because, you know, growing up, Mm. my mum would play Bollywood songs just around the house or in the car. My stepbrother would do that, too. Mm. We would go to Indian places where what's the music that plays in the background? If it's it's not generic, you know, sitar music, it's film Bollywood songs. I live on a street where every once in a while I walk past a neighbour and they're watching an old, old 70s Bollywood movie with the sound cranked up and you can hear the old-fashioned singing, (laughs) and I'm like, okay, whatever that is, I know. And I tried to access my brother, and he kind of got it and whatever. But then he went back to the kitchen to you know make food or something. Resume the movie. The song was still playing. He comes back and he's like, "I fucking know this song." Yep. And he's like, "A Indian manager at my work plays this song very frequently." I'm like, "There you go." I think it's also maybe a little harder for for for, for you specifically because you're not a big music guy. Like you mm. listen to it, but you don't have like. Bartek's not going to say, I'm going to see a, this band live anytime I've, soon. I don't think I've ever seen see, a band so, live. But I guess there's also another difficulty of, it is sung in a language you don't speak. So even if the song is specifically telling you, this is the movie I'm from, you may not remember that because you don't have like their most quick ability to pick up the language. Because a lot of these you're talking about are like songs from movies where it's like, this is the movie. Like, Om that, Shanti That's Om. what a lot of Bollywood songs are. It's like, yeah. oh, it's from that movie. And even my brother, he was like, he was slightly singing along to the mm. song. And it's like, yeah, you really do know this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I want to share with you some facts about Irfan Khan. So sure. he passed away relatively recently. 2020, I believe. Um, and it was a colon infection, which is very unfortunate. Um, his son is still an active figure. I have heard some information about him, but I wanted to just go over 
some info about just what I can gather. So he was making a transition to Hollywood. This is obvious. He he was doing that slowly but surely. And he was going to be in a few different movies, but he couldn't do them because of being booked for an Indian film. Mm-hmm. So he was going to be in Interstellar, the Christopher Nolan movie. He was going to play Matt Damon's role in that film. But he instead did a movie called The Lunchbox, which when you look up his movies, it's the top one recommended of he is known for this. Okay. That's the top film. Fairly well rated, like a 7.8. And not too long either. I think it's like an hour and 40. It's it's relatively short. Is this a Bollywood film? It's an Indian movie. So okay. he had a comment about how much he really would have loved to have been in Interstellar. Like one of his biggest career regrets was not having worked with Christopher Nolan because he was booked on a smaller Indian movie. That's how he described it, like a small one. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, and I get the vibe that he doesn't, like, being an actor, that film didn't do, like, didn't satisfy him when he could have done this. Now, the Matt Damon role is a short role. Like, it's only, like, a little portion of that movie. It's not a main character. Well, this movie, The Lunchbox, which has fairly well rated, is fairly well rated. It's one of his top recommended of, like, if you want to watch one of his movies, this is the one you watch. And I just find it just interesting to think about how he was at a point where oh, this Indian movie that I did <laughs> was really stopping my progress of becoming a bigger actor. Because clearly he was at that point where he was in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He was he was in, he wanted to be an interstellar. Like, he was wanting to become a bigger star in that way of a global reach. He was in mm. one of the Da Vinci Code movies. He was in Jurassic World. Like he was gunning for those bigger roles. So he was at this point where those Indian movies, it seemed, were were inconveniences after a little point, after in a certain way. I guess because Bollywood films are they make like three a day mm-hmm. on average. So I don't know too much about the lunchbox, but I've I've put it in my watch like to watch list, and maybe it's something we can explore together on the pod. Like one of us could recommend mm-hmm. that in the future. And I've said this before: there are some of these Bollywood movies or Indian movies neither of us have seen, but are like oh, that could there be are some that have watch. been there are some that have been eternally on my to watch uh, yeah, list. Yeah, and so that's kind of some of the stuff I picked up, and it's even in the trivia in this movie. But there's always. I don't know how to describe it. There's this in the Hollywood entertainment industry, but there's cliques, there's groups, there's different people who want to work with different people and those who don't want to work with certain mm. people. It seems like Irfan Khan was one of those for for quite a few, because a lot of the trivia kept pointing like, this person didn't want to work with in this movie because he was in it. I read or one that was this, like that. Well, this person didn't want to work with this because the director was this, and this yeah. person wanted to work with them because Irfan was in this, and this, and this. There and was this. like four or five people that were going to play the wife, right? Yeah, and so it just keeps happening like that, and just having a little dig into his background it does seem like that, where, like with the Hollywood entertainment industry, there's cliques, there's groups, there's certain people who don't want to work with that person because they don't like what they do, or they don't like that he's trying to go to America and stuff like that. And I was actually curious to hear what some of his fellow Indian actors had to say about his passing, because he was, you know, a big, like he's a big star, or at least to to us over here. And I was surprised with um, not as much chatter about it. Uh, honestly, but there were those who were talking about it and just being like, going over like what an instrumental figure he was in Bollywood because um, at least with some of these actors, they were talking about like he was the actor's actor because like I was saying at the beginning of this, he's not Shah Rukh Khan. He's not like all of the other Khans, right? Where it's like, he must sing and dance. He barely sings and dances in this movie. Like I wouldn't even tell you like, if he's a good dancer in this or not. A lot of it's happening around him in this. Yeah, I don't think I could say that he did any dancing. It's just things like that happen. Like Bayankar, yeah, people were carrying him around. Carrying him around. So he's not that type of Bollywood performer. And I've asked you this in the past about with the Indian movies we see, they they fit a certain mold, a certain brand. But how does an actor who doesn't necessarily work in that way operate and this is an answer to that because he isn't doing a lot of the things that we've seen be a recurring thing within the movies we've watched on the podcast he's approaching it from i guess you would you know to to to, to just kind of offhandedly say it, but he's doing it in a far more 
uh, like Western way of just mm. like he's a dramatic actor and he's of... going to play this as straightforward as possible. He's not needing to have the big action scene or to have the I'm being a funny like he's not doing the masala thing and he's not doing the Shah Rukh Khan thing. He's just I am playing this role as as seriously as possible. I don't know if you ever have this because neither of us really sing or anything like that. But like whenever, because we both have acting experience and we're both interested in acting, the whole idea of like, oh, a lot of acting does involve singing, but that's something that we can't really do. So like I look at roles sometimes like, oh, that would be fun to do, but I can't sing. So Mm. I wouldn't really be able to do that role. So that's a shame. So I don't know, maybe not saying he would be like that, but maybe that's sort of what we're going at here where he's just trying to do, I just want to do the acting. (laughs) I think of it like this, Hugh Jackman. Is a great actor, He's but the he opposite can't. Of Vita Van Khan. <laughs> but he can't stop himself from doing musical numbers, hosting things, dancing, singing, all of the action. He can't help himself. But when he can, it's really, really fascinating, and and it's almost a rarity. Oh, we found, a f- and I, I, I love you, Jackman. I think he's very good. I love Wolverine. I, I, I think he's very good at the singing and dancing, but I want him to do more serious roles. Now, imagine a whole entire industry that's nothing but Hugh Jackman, mm. the you know, entire industry. And then you get some people within that that's the Hugh Jackman that just does acting. That's how I look at Irfan Khan, at least in relation to this single movie I've seen, because in it, everyone else is playing to the back row in the way that I'm used to. Same with Shah Rukh Khan. But he isn't. That's what makes him stand out in this mm. movie. It's like, you you aren't doing the songs and dance and the action. You, you and didn't you get aren't. the memo? Yeah. I just thought that was yeah. something to, to bring up because it has been a recurring thing talking to you where you have more of a, uh, like, you've grown up with Bollywood movies, but you don't necessarily know how to always articulate some of these random questions I throw at you. And this has been one of those where you're like, mm. I don't... I don't know, Ryan. Every <laughs> every single question you asked me about Irfan Khan back in that Darjeeling Limited episode, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, Ryan. <laughs> well, now you have a bit more of an answer because yeah. uh, even just watching this movie again gives you an insight into like what he offered up as a performer. He's greatly missed. He was one of those guys where every time I saw him in something, I, I sat up and gave attention because, damn. We th- both, you especially really wanted more of him in Darjeeling Limited. I mean, just... The phrase, the camera, when the camera's on him, you don't want it to go anywhere else. Mm. But that fra- that sentiment is very different than when you would use it for Shah Rukh Khan or, or Salman Khan, where they're just so fucking charismatic and movie mm. star. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's your actor's actor. So anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, I think I've gotten a lot of it out there. Let me just... Replay it all in my head. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, this is going too long. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it went too long ever? Oh, no, no, no. Just I was thinking about the the comedy scene. That the, comedy the scene, the Ferris wheel. Yeah, I thought was, this is one of the ones where I'm not going to complain about the pacing. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was easily just it just you could have just shuffled some of the pieces in I, a yeah. different structure and it would have been better. I but, did like that Shah Rukh Khan was, uh, sorry, that Sahir Khan was patient with that guy. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that his patience was pushed there, I was like, okay, yeah, even he's getting sick of it. I like that he was a nice guy. Yeah. I was expecting him to be a bit of a jerk because, you know, that's what our main character expected as well. But when he got yeah. the poem at the end and he and he feigned liking it and loving it and taking it and then when he was offered more poems like uh, uh, uh. no this is the one I'm putting in the this film. is the one you know what they say they don't write songs like that for me anymore whatever this <laughs> thing he said was and then he off he goes yeah. but no I, I did enjoy this this is not one of my favourites we've watched but it's frustrating in the way that makes it fa- like makes it memorable because again when it did frustrate me it's not like I was actively pissed off or annoyed it was more eh why you you don't need to do it like that necessarily like just me being a like a school mom just being like mm, you almost got the answer there mm. i'm going to give you the points anyway yeah. because when you do get it you you're 10 out of 10ing it so when i was watching it i was like ooh 
What would Ryan think of this? There are did, definitely good moments here, but I don't know. <laughs> did yeah? Did you have a basic? Did you have a gut feeling of what I was going to be like with this? Because you, you've kind of gathered where I am with Indian movies thus far. Yeah. Um. I. I think I was trying to be a bit more extreme, like, oh, maybe he wouldn't like it, but there'd be some elements. But, like, the balance, the fact that you're very similar to my feelings of the film was like, oh, you know what, this makes this makes sense. Yeah. Well, I am going to recommend the next... Well, I recommend Bilu. I do. If you have not seen it. I thought you were recommending for the next episode. Ne- ne- <laughs> Bilu 2. Bilu strikes again. Um, but, no, I recommend that as a film in I general. I do, too, yeah. But I do have a recommendation for the podcast next week, and I want to get the title up in case, because it's one of those ones where I need to get well, it correct. Well, the, Ryan, the, the... fans only three letters. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is a Czechoslovakian film. We're Ooh. going back. You and I have seen this before, but mm-hmm. we haven't done it on the podcast. It is I Killed Einstein, gentlemen. Okay. Which is from 1970. So people find a copy of I Killed Einstein, gentlemen. That's the one we watched last year, right? Yep. Uh, It's a time travel sci-fi comedy Czechoslovakian film, or now Czech Republic, Mm -hmm. from the same creative team behind Lemonade Joe and Dinner for Adele. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is this our third one we've done on the pod? Yes. Yes. So uh, I'm hoping that we'll have a guest next episode as well, but... Are they Stay also going to be American? Yes, they are. <laughs> you got it in one. It's maybe. the pattern. I didn't mean it for it to be a pattern. It's just naturally happened that Get way. Get the Americans for the check. I films. keep getting people who want to come on the pod or I want on the pod and it's give me a weird movie and I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me get you one. And let, so... me, let me open up my Ulrich Lipsky catalog. <laughs> yes. So let me guess, is this is this another film that's going to be on American Amazon Prime? I have that, no clue. That I'm but... going to struggle to find? No, I have a, we don't have to struggle to find it because I... I have a copy of it, so it's very easily available for us. So we won't have to worry, but you out there, find a copy. It's available in places. Okay, well, I mean, I struggled very much to find the last Czech film we did. No, that's fine. It's all good. I won't tell us any more, but it will be easy for for us because uh, I don't have a copy on DVD this time, but I do have a copy that's on a on a, a USB. Oh, was this one of those? Yes. So, okay. <laughs> uh, people enjoy. Uh, I killed Einstein, gentlemen. Guys, you... I always want to call it gentlemen. I killed Einstein, but it's the I, other that's way what I always call it too. Yep, yeah. that's why I have to make sure to double check. Guys, this is a really big one. Ryan likes a cat. <gasps> Spoilers! Everyone, you can follow us on social medias of Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Polish Presents. You can see our funny posts on there and interact with us. You can shout out at us a recommendation on there or email us directly at... Spitandpolished at gmail.com. We put your recommendations into a list and uh, we add them. We do have an Indian movie recommendation on the list talking mm-hmm. about that. What was it? Three Idiots? Three Idiots, yeah. Which is one I know of. That's like a title a, and I've seen a big the poster one. a lot in my life as well. That's one I, I know that poster. Got so, the third Khan. Yeah. Hmm. Have we had that Khan on before? Not yet. Not yet. What's their name again? So uh, Amir Khan. Amir Khan. I've yeah. seen him in uh, Doom Three, and I've seen him in the cricket one, Lagan. Lagan. I know of Lagan because they obviously were co with Australia, right? Is that that one where they had some Australian presence? Um, and they actors? had British. I don't remember British. British I don't remember Australian. Well. We're not doing Lagan. We're doing I Killed Einstein, gentlemen. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our discussions. I did get a comment on one of our last Bollywood discussions saying, stop making fun of Indian movies, Ryan. Stop being so mean. <laughs> Was that them. the one that recommended Three Idiots? That also recommended yeah. <laughs> Three Idiots. Don't worry. That's on the list. We didn't forget. I tried not to make fun of this movie, but it was really hard when it was asking for it, begging for it, but uh, <laughs> gagging. But that is all. Thank you so much. Remember, until next time... Remember to be kind to each other. And don't say barber. <laughs>